You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the program. Made it to a Thursday. It's hour one. We have more drama attached to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Antonio Brown. Have that for you coming up. Phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above are welcome. Say good morning to Peacock, our streaming partner, Fox Sports Radio lineup, and the nearly 400 cities around America carrying this program. 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. You know, the great thing about the NFL, the games are great, but the buildup, the reaction, the fallout after a game, and then the buildup and the kind of the lead-in to the games the next week, that's what's great. The in-between makes the NFL so much different than every other sport because you truly have reality shows. That's what this is. All of these teams, they're reality shows, and they unfold right in front of us. Sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes ugly. You have things that happen off the field. You get coaches who are fired, hired, rumors, innuendo, this quarterback, this player, this team, and that's what's happening again this year. That's what's happening with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And you look at the situation with Antonio Brown. I think the reaction was, oh, my gosh, he needs help. And maybe he does. Tom Brady said that. But then you start to read some of the things that Antonio Brown had to say about the situation, that the coach knew that he had a tender ankle. He's listed as injured, questionable, didn't participate in practice last week, a couple of days, but he was cleared to play. And I think that's where Bruce Arians, who, by the way, is is coaching with a ruptured Achilles tendon, probably said, wait, you can't go in the game, then you're out of here. Now, everybody got what they deserved in this situation, in my opinion. You know, Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, they got a Super Bowl out of Antonio Brown. You're playing with fire. Every stop, he's thrown some, somebody under the bus. Every, everyone, Ben Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh and Mike Tomlin. Mike Mayock, the GM with the Raiders. Robert Kraft with the Patriots. And here we are. It's Bruce Arians' turn. Is Antonio Brown going to play again? Not in Tampa. That doesn't mean that he won't get a chance again. But he's starting to basically hang all of his dirty laundry out because he's going to go down in flames and he's bringing people with him. But that's Antonio Brown. Therefore, you knew what you were getting. Nobody can go, man, I'm really surprised. It wasn't a question of if, but when. But you got your Super Bowl out of this. Then you went for another Super Bowl. Well, A.B. is not going to be around to help you here, but he is taking people down with him. Have more on this story coming up here in a little bit. Poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that forthcoming. Uh, who's doing poll question duties today? It's wheel of poll question, Dan. You're going to pick, after three days of auditioning, who will do the who? poll question today. No one has done it as of this juncture. Okay, I never thought that I would miss McLovin, but, <laughs> but I miss McLovin already because he always handled the responsibilities. Seton, according to sources close to me, tanked the responsibilities yesterday that he purposely did not do a good job with the poll question. Wow, that's an accusation, man. Um, and you know who backed this up? 
Seton did. <laughs> I may have been the source on that story. <laughs> he was. I said, did you tank? He goes, I might have tanked. I, I might have tanked so I don't have to do the poll question. Well, I just want to know which was worse, if I tanked or if that was the best I could do. <laughs> I said, I hope you're tanking. Yes, Paulie. You know, if Fritzy takes over the poll question, his title can now be producer, not booker. Because he's not limited to just booking guests. Mm. That would be producer Todd Fritz. <laughs> possibly executive producer. Something to, some to consider. Okay. I don't know if it jumps all the way up to producer by reading the poll question results. No, I'll, I, give you, I'll give you the title. Maybe like an AP or something. No, no. I'll Senior give you the desk assistant. I'll give you the title of producer. That's a big, bold step for us. Yes, it is. 20 years in the making. Okay. But when we first started out, what was that, 14 years ago? Everybody wanted to have business cards made up. And I go, who are you handing the business cards to? Because you get that big stack of business cards. I still have mine from ESPN. They, they gave me business cards. I, I probably have 200 out of 225. Yes, Paul. When we first took over here, our boss was nice enough to buy us all business cards. He sent this box over. It had 1,000 business cards. I would bet I have 992 left. Yeah. Um, and Todd goes, well, I'd, I'd like to be known as an executive producer. And, and then I said, well, okay, maybe not executive producer, but, you know, producer. And not in job function even, just I guess in seniority, just except throw me a little bone. Not exactly what I even am contributing daily to the show. Yes, Seton. I'll never forget sitting in that office in Chicago. And uh, at the time, our old, 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 old boss, yeah. like original, yeah. he was back in the day, yeah. he uh, looked at me and he's writing on this whiteboard. And he goes, you kid, what do you want your title to be? And I said, <laughs> uh, producer. He was like, boom, all right, you're a producer. Bang. He goes to Paul. Yeah, woo, what do you want your producer to be? Paul goes, executive producer? <laughs> Bang, you got it. I was like, oh, crap. You always go last. And then Todd goes after Paul. Paul's like, uh, Todd goes, uh, yeah, I'll be an executive producer, too. I was like, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, that's a long time ago when, when we started out this show. Wow. Uh, producer? Executive producer? Yes. Oh! yes, Todd. I actually threw out senior vice president of talent relations and they had to bring me down to an EP. I can staff. give that. You can have any title you that's want, nice Todd. You. you can. That's any nice. title you want. But you're going to do the poll question. There you go. All righty. Let's do it. All righty. By the way, the DP Show newsletter available daily around 6 Eastern. 3 Pacific goes right into your uh, email. Uh, sign up at danpatrick.com. Just put your email address in the box. It slides out bottom right corner of your screen. And uh, the boys in the back, the backroom guys, do a great job wrapping up the show. And it's almost the Cliff Notes version of the program. All three hours if you're not able to uh, join us for that amount of time. And power your investment portfolio with opportunities in Puerto Rico and Peller. The new online tool connects investors with innovative projects on the island available now. And Peller is your hub for investment opportunities in Puerto Rico. Learn more at investor, uh, investpr.org slash Impeller. Aaron Rodgers jabs back. I mentioned Antonio Brown issues a statement. The Super Bowl has a backup plan now in case it can't happen in Los Angeles. Dallas, Jerry Jones coming to the rescue. Have that uh, story for you. Zion, not good. And it's not going to get better anytime soon here. Kyrie was back for a game, and he was awesome. We'll talk about that. Dirk Nowitzki has his jersey retired. The one team 
for one player doesn't happen very often. And if you start to look down the road, how many of these players, any team, any sport, are going to be with one team? You can't say that about Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Tom Brady changed teams. Uh, You know, LeBron has changed teams. Would Steph Curry change teams later in his career? That's, That's why it was so interesting to watch last night Dirk Nowitzki with the Dallas Mavericks and... Can you say that Luka is going to be with the Dallas Mavericks his entire career? It's a little different with the ownership there with Mark Cuban because it's almost like it's a friendship partnership more than it is a business relationship with uh, some of his players. But uh, watching Dirk last night, and there's no better shooting big man. I know Carl Anthony Towns thinks that he's the greatest shooting big man of all time. How about you do it for another decade and maybe throw in a meaningful game there with your uh, shooting there in Minnesota. But uh, Dirk Nowitzki changed the NBA. Big man shooting and a seven-footer on the perimeter. We've had bigger, you know, had players, you know, Larry Bird was 6'9". Like, Dirk was seven feet. And you just kept thinking, why is he on the perimeter? Well, that's what he does best. In, in a different era, Dirk's down on the blocks. You know, seven-footer, you got to be down on the blocks. Dirk went out, and he his obsession with being a great shooter, he and Steve Nash had an obsession with being great shooters, but Dirk, I think, to another level. And it certainly showed. You know, that, that uh, kind of that one-legged, Shot, that was something that changed the NBA as well. Yeah, Paul. I always like watching certain athletes like Dirk Nowitzki. They always seem, I guess, unsatisfied on the court. They're always kind of angry and mad. Not mad like like losing their cool, but like like just they were never happy with their play. They were never celebrating. Remember like Paul O'Neill years ago at the New York Yankees? Yeah. Yeah. He seemed to be perpetually <laughs> upset. They just won the World Series. They're up like 9-1 against the Mariners on a Tuesday. He's like, God dang it. You know, like that's, Dirk always seemed like kind of intense. Uh, Paulie or uh, Fritzy, what's the uh, poll question today? Okay, a couple of poll thoughts that I had. I just uh, sent to you guys a little while ago. Include: Do you believe Antonio Brown's side of the story? Yes or no? Well, I need to hear the whole story. Do I believe parts of it? Absolutely. Do I think that Bruce Arians knew about his ankle? Yes. And and Bruce said that he didn't. He wasn't aware of it. You know, that's that's a coach that is probably fed up with Antonio Brown. But you got to be honest, though. Got to be honest. A.B. was listed as questionable with the ankle injury. And he didn't, you know, uh, A.B. said that he didn't know about pain shots that he was going to get. He's been around the NFL for a decade. Uh, I don't know if they held him down and they uh, shot him up with Toradol. But he claims that uh, he, he uh, didn't know about this or these are dangerous drugs forced upon him. He had 10 catches last week. He had 15 uh, targets. So, like, that part? No, I don't believe that. Do I think that Bruce Arians knew about his ankle? Yes, I do. And I think Bruce needs to clarify that. But the other stuff and how... Antonio Brown went about this and you quit on your team. You may be upset at your coach. You can't quit on your team. You quit on Tom Brady. Not Bruce Arians. You quit on Tom Brady. 
Brady helped you get a bonus, a quarter of a million dollars last year, in the final two minutes. He, he made sure he got three more receptions so he could get that bonus. Do I think that the Buccaneers didn't want Antonio Brown to get a million-dollar bonus? No, I don't think so. Arians wanted him in the game. He wanted him because it was a surprisingly close game. Yes, Eden. And now Antonio Brown is making even probably the biggest mistake of all. Yeah. That not only did he quit on Tom Brady, now he's publicly going after Alex Guerrero for ripping him off. That is going to be a huge no-no with TV 12 Yeah, Guerrero is Tom's personal trainer. And apparently Antonio Brown paid him $100,000 to help him stay in shape. Now Antonio Brown is airing out Alex Guerrero saying he took his $100,000 and he wants his money back. This is all unfolding on Twitter this morning. With Antonio Brown. He even put in, in one of his tweets, his bank account and the routing number. <laughs> like, now, to me, he does need help when I see things like that. You know, the way he left the field, he quit on Tom Brady. That's the one guy who kept him there. Tom went to bat for him in New England, went to bat for him in Tampa Bay. But everybody got what they deserved here. You can't sit there and go, well, you know, he trashed the Steelers. He trashed the Raiders. He trashed the ownership of the Patriots. He won't do that in Tampa. Right. What else do you have, Todd? We've got, even if a player may be a so-called jerk, should you keep him from winning an on-field award? Yes did you need no? to take a breath? I did. I have a lozenge in my mouth. I got like a vapo action thing happening. A little menthol. That's probably what you heard there. But, but why do you have... Because a- I felt a little cough coming on so while I was... Sharing the second of three mm-hmm. polar years. I know. But... It's like the movie Backdraft. <laughs> that vapor action, is that serious stuff right there? I, I know, but you can't be the official poll question if you're guy make sounds like if that. you have a lozenge. You ever have ice water while you have a lozenge in your mouth? That's, that's really strong stuff. That really powerful to your throat. Thank you, Todd. Y- yes, Eaton. You can't be the guy who tanks after the guy who tanks. <laughs> I, I see what you're trying to do here, Todd. All right, uh, he picked up on that. He's clever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you want to hear my third poll suggestion? Really? Yeah, come on, lozenge boy. Would you have brought back Kyrie Irving just for road games? Also, yeah. a yes or no? Yeah, hell yeah. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Do you like any of those poll questions? Sure. Uh, I, I don't know if everybody's going to know Antonio Brown's side of the story. How about we, uh, how about we take a break? Let me uh, let me see if we can come up with a better poll question. I mean, you wow. did your job. No, no, it's not. You're 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 oh, for three. You're not responsible. You're just the mouthpiece for the poll question. That's We're, a valid point. But I do want to still. I'd like to contribute suggestions to the poll question. But why now? <laughs> <laughs> see, ten years in. I mean, better that you say that now than Friday in the last segment oh, for my ride home for the God. weekend. <laughs> Wild cherry vapo action. <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, Aaron Rodgers jabs back at a reporter. We'll have that for you right after this in the Dan Patrick. Okay. <laughs> uh, Panini trading cards. God, I love these. Every time I open one up, there's always something new in there. Rare inserts, the hottest rookie cards, autograph cards, memorabilia cards. You got 
iconic brands, Donruss, Prism, Contenders, National Treasures, the exclusive trading card partners of the NFL. Collect them all. Only one place to do so. And you get the biggest names. But Panini is also the exclusive home for the NBA, UFC, NASCAR, and collegiate trading cards. Some of the matchups to watch for in Week 18. It'll be uh, the Bengals and the Browns, even though you won't have Joe Burrow and you won't have Baker Mayfield. Uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots and Tua Tonga-Vailoa, the Patriots and the Dolphins. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in Denver versus uh, Drew Locke and the Broncos. You can start or continue your collection now at PaniniAmerica.net. PaniniAmerica.net, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. We'll settle on a poll question. Phone calls always welcome. 877-3DP-SHOW. Titans have had an up-and-down season. They started out 8-2, and two, but injuries to Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones slowed down that momentum. And they weren't the same team. They aren't the same team without Derrick uh, Henry. Ryan Tannehill struggled without his top receivers, but the Titans have won four of their last five, and they're the number one seed right now in the AFC. Tennessee is getting Derrick Henry back. He won't be ready to go right away. He was at practice yesterday, but... Tennessee has quietly secured that AFC number one seed, and they can do that with a win Sunday against the Texans. So that would give Derrick Henry three weeks to practice and heal before the team's first playoff game. Titans got a lot of talent. They're sneaky good, and they provide a weapon that nobody else really has in the NFL. Now, you can say the Colts do with Jonathan Taylor. Derrick Henry is different. You know, that's just a battering ram. You know, Jonathan Taylor is one of the faster running backs in the league. Derrick Henry is just that guy who keeps pounding and pounding and pounding. And then all of a sudden you get to the second half, fourth quarter, and then he breaks one. But the Titans can be a real contender in the AFC. They should be considered a real contender. If Derrick Henry is able to come back, you have those receivers, then that's the matchup that there's a couple of different matchups when you think about it. You know, the Kansas City Chiefs are a difficult matchup. This is when they were struggling, and people thought, well, if they get into the playoffs, you don't want to face Kansas City. And I kept saying, Kansas City is still the best team and the best quarterback. But they, they allow teams to hang around. That's my problem with Kansas City. Then, or let those teams take leads. It's, they, they don't put enough separation between you and them. And that makes me nervous with them. You know, I have them go into the Super Bowl against Green Bay. Still feel that, feel strongly about that. But those matchups, and all it takes is one game. That's, you know, we see this in March Madness where you go, how did that team beat that team? Well, they're a matchup nightmare sometimes. You know, their style. And, and that's what happens in the NFL playoffs as well, where you'll have a team where you go, they're really a better team than the team they're facing, even though they're a lower seed. It's because maybe they're just kind of getting their momentum, getting healthy players back, uh, where you play them, when you play them, what's the weather like when you play them. So you factor in a lot of different things. And that's what Tennessee was my dark horse. If I didn't take Kansas City, I was taking Tennessee to uh, go to the Super Bowl. I felt that strongly about them. But Green Bay... 
I look at everybody else in the NFC. Everybody else has more flaws than Green Bay does. And Green Bay getting two of their better defensive players back, uh, you know, one of their better offensive linemen, maybe their best in uh, David Bakhtiari. You know, that's a team that has momentum. And it feels like Aaron Rodgers is on this FU tour. Like he just wants to let everybody know, hey, I'm uh, still the man. I'm going to be the MVP. You may not like me. Whatever you think of me, I'm still going out there and playing. Uh, the story that we've been covering, and um, it had to do with one of the voters, Hub Arkish. He owns Pro Football Weekly. Now, I think his family owns it, but he's a long, long-time Chicago sports writer. And he is a voter for the MVP. And he came out earlier this week. He was on the score in Chicago and said that he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers because he's the biggest jerk in the league. This is how it sounded. I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. And, and so from where I sit, the rest of it is why he's not going to be my choice. Do I think he's going to win it? Probably. You know, the, the, a lot of the voters don't, don't approach it the same way that I do. Others do, who I've spoken to. Um, but one of the, the, the ways we get to keep being voters is we're not allowed to say who we are voting for until after the award has been announced. I'm probably pushing the envelope by saying who I'm not voting for, um, but we're, we're not really supposed to reveal our votes. Yeah, you're not supposed to, but this is what happens. You'll have people who get on local radio stations, and they get loose. This is home crowd. This is your audience. This is Chicago. This is Bears and, um, you know, a, a famous radio station, The Score. And you're just talking to your buddies and you're getting loose a little bit. And then all of a sudden, the story becomes more than just, hey, you said this on a Chicago radio station. And it goes viral, as we like to say. Here is uh, Aaron Rodgers reacting to what Hub Arkish said about him. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. He doesn't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments. But, I mean, to and I listen to the comments, but to say he has mind made up in the summertime, in the off season that, you know, I had zero chance of winning the BP, in my opinion, should exclude, you know, future, future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those those sentiments – it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. But, but yeah, I knew this was possible. We talked about it on Mac a few weeks ago. Um, but crazy. I wish that Aaron Rodgers had just stopped and say – He's a bum. 
Or just say, who? I don't know who this is. But that's not Aaron Rodgers. Well, Hub Arkish is walking back his comment. He had this to say about Aaron Rodgers. I made a, a big mistake last night, and, and it really, uh, it, it doesn't really have much to do with Aaron Rodgers. Um, uh, you know, being one of the, the 50 selectors in the AP polls, it, it's a real honor and it's a privilege. And and the thing that I feel, you know, really awful about is that most of the other 49 presenters are acquaintances, and, and a lot of them uh, are friends. And I've now, you know, put them uh, in an unfortunate position where they have to be asked about it. Uh, they may have to choose to talk about it or defend it. And, and that's just wrong. And, and I feel awful about it. And I really you know, wish it hadn't happened. Um, beyond that, the only thing I can do going forward is now respect what I failed to respect last night and just not talk about it anymore and, until after uh, you know, the awards have been given. He's not apologizing for how he feels about Aaron Rodgers. He's apologizing because he went against what is supposed to be protocol when you vote on the Heisman Trophy people said to me they've said to everybody all the voters don't don't tell people who you're voting for you're supposed to wait until after and most voters don't have a radio show but I I do argue that it's content to talk about this and look, I, I uh, value the opportunity to vote on the Heisman. I valued voting on NBA awards every year. But I was also told that you're not supposed to do this. Therefore, I abide by that. I wanted to talk about who I was going to vote for for the Heisman. I did talk about certain candidates, but they said, let's wait until after the voting. And I could be vague and still accomplish what I want to accomplish there. Now, that's not there's 900 voters for the Heisman. This is 50 guys voting for the MVP. And, and most people, I didn't know all these people were voting for the MVP. Paulie printed it out and I go, wow, that guy's a voter. That guy's a voter. It happens where you have a bias. It's natural. You know, Kurt Warner got into the Hall of Fame. John Smoltz got into the Hall of Fame. Likeability helped a whole lot there. Michael Irvin had to wait a year. T.O. had to wait, I think, two, year, uh, two years. Kurt Schilling is still waiting. The dislikeability does factor in. Does Hub Arkish respect Aaron Rodgers as a football player? On the field, yes. Did he factor in something that maybe you shouldn't be factoring in? Yeah. But most people don't have, they don't use a platform to tell you their bias. And this is a guy who has his own business, he, Pro Football Weekly. He, he's not getting fired. Do I think his vote is in jeopardy? Probably so. Because you don't want to have somebody go into a season already saying, I won't vote for that guy. And Rodgers is the biggest jerk in the NFL. He may feel that way, but when you say it publicly, I think as an organization, you, you got to take roll call here and say, guys, what are you doing? You can have an opinion about a player, but you don't, if you come out and say it that way, then it feels like, are you truly voting for the right people for the right reasons? And that is, it's about football. 
Going into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, you're not supposed to factor in what you do off the field. I don't, it, it's almost impossible to do that now because we do know more about these athletes off the field. Growing up, I didn't know about the big red machine off the field. I didn't know about Pete Rose or Johnny Bench, Joe Morgan off the field, if there was anything to know, or football players. We didn't hear anything. I remember when Jim Bouton, he wrote the, the book Ball Four came out. And at the time, it was like, oh, my God, he's pulled back the curtain. He's telling you all the things that happen on road trips and uh, North Dallas 40. When Pete Gent wrote that, I was like, oh, my God, we didn't know any of that. Now we know everything. Hell, I know Antonio Brown's routing number for his bank account. It's just I think when you vote, every year it felt like I was voting for Michael Jordan. And I got criticized because Barkley won the MVP one year, Carl Malone won the MVP. And my thought was the most valuable player in the league is going to be the guy who wins the championship. And I remember uh, being taken to task in Salt Lake and Phoenix by uh, writers because I was not necessarily voting on what happened during the regular season. I was, I was voting on the totality of that player the entire year, including the playoffs. Because, I mean, it all comes down to championships. And maybe I wasn't fair to Barclay or Malone, but I, if you said who's the most valuable player in the NBA, I voted for Jordan. Even though Barkley and Malone had better years, I guess, I still voted for Jordan. Was I being fair to the process? Maybe not. But in my mind, if you said value, there's nobody more valuable than Michael Jordan. And, and I remember talking to David Stern, the late commissioner, and I, I brought it up to him, and he said, you can have your own rationale. Like, that's your opinion. And, and we're open to that. He, he, he said... For you to have votes, then we have to trust you with your knowledge on basketball. And I always appreciated that because if the commissioner didn't like what I was doing or saying, he would tell me. But I, I did tell him, you know, that I voted for Jordan those, you know, six times. I just kept going, he's the most, he's going to win a championship. And then even using that as motivation. And I think Rodgers is doing that as well. And I go back to what Carson Palmer said last week, that Aaron wants to play and he would want to play against Detroit because he wants to put up a couple of more touchdown passes, get a win, best record in football, and you have to give him the MVP. No matter what your thoughts are on him getting vaccinated or immunized or deceiving or lying or whatever it is. And it felt like the media was like, wait a minute. He lied to us. Okay. Yeah. But you know what? He said, I'm immunized. The reporters could have said, could you explain what that means? Nobody, nobody did that. He might've deceived us, but he, did he deceive his team? They knew exactly what was going on. The medical staff knew Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated. Now, did he flaunt those rules inside the uh, facility? Probably so. But that's on the Packers. Like, I can't go, boy, he lied to us. Okay, 
So he did. But I'm watching what he's doing on the field. And he's going to be the MVP this year. But, you know, Hub Arkish, open apology for his Aaron Rodgers comments, are really not walking back how he feels about Aaron Rodgers. He's When you disrespect the process, that's the problem here. And, and those are his words. He made a mistake in, in really letting you behind the curtain there. And his, his opportunity to vote in, in future uh, awards categories, probably in jeopardy right now. Yeah, Paul. Dan, I got to tell you, I think you're right on a lot of those points. But as a Chicagoan, I think Hub missed out huge opportunity to cement himself as a Chicago Bear homer legend forever. <laughs> he should have got on the air today on the score and said, I stand by what I said, jerk for life, 85 bears for life, I'm out with a, like a Dan Hampton jersey on. Bear dignity. Bear dignity. Bear dignity. And Turns out I was right. Turns yeah. out I was right. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. If, if he would have said, hey, you guys heard Rogers. Told you, jerk. Now does Hub Arkish come back and say, uh, what do you say to Aaron Rodgers calling you a bum? The guy doesn't even know me. We've never had lunch together. He shouldn't say that. He doesn't even know anything about me. And, and you know Rodgers is not going to let this go. Like on, on this weekend when they're in the game, he'll be at the line, bum 19, jerk. bum 19. <laughs> jerk. jerk, 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 jerk 19. Jerk, cut it. <laughs> biased, biased reporter. Yeah. That would be great. I can see it. Oh, absolutely. I think it would be awesome. Arkish, Arkish. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll settle on a poll question, and we have our play of the day coming up next here on the Dan Patrick Show. If you've ever wanted to make your home safer, there's no better time than right now because our friends at Simply Safe are giving Dan Patrick Show listeners access to all their New Year's holiday deals. So 20% off their award-winning home security. And your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring uh, service that they have. We love Simply Safe. Everything you need to make your home safe. Indoor, outdoor cameras, comprehensive sensors, all monitored around the clock by trained professionals who send help the instant you need it. Home security system. The best of 2021. Simply Safe was named that by U.S. News and World Report. Customize your system for your home, and you can do it online in minutes. And you can set up this system as well. That's the simple part of the Simply Safe. Take 20% off your Simply Safe system, and your first month is free when you sign up for the interactive monitoring service. Visit simplysafedan.com. Again, simplysafedan.com for 20% off your entire system. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Carmen and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Oh my God. The play, the play, play. of the day. Left side, got it. Play it, play it. This is the play of the day. 
check this out. Still between the rings with five, with four, with three. Step back three for the win. He got it! He got it! It's a Rockets win in our nation's capital! K.P. Shea with the game winner! Wow. KBME, Rockets Radio Network. Kevin Porter Jr. III has made at least one three-pointer in 15 consecutive games. The longest such streak of his career. That's our play of the day. Play of the day is brought to you by that Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van you could win. And the Dan Patrick Show's ultimate camping rig sweepstakes. You're going to love it. Uh, to enter, get rules, visit danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Mercedes-Benz vans. We'll uh, settle on a poll question. Uh, what do we have? Todd? We have yet to decide exactly which poll question we want to use, but we have a couple of new ones as well. Yes. If you were the Nets, would you consider tanking for a lower seed so Kyrie can play more games in the playoffs? Yeah, I could see that. If, that, if he's not going to be able to play home games. Uh, but I don't know what, you know, when you start talking about tanking, what's that mean? They've been playing Durant and Harden. I think uh, KD is second in minutes in the NBA, coming off Achilles. Um, I think you play... And however, you know, if you end up with one of the top four seeds, okay, so you don't have Kyrie for as many road games as you'd like. But I, I think when you start going, how do we tank? Does that mean you don't play KD and, and James Harden as often with home games? Not sure about that. What else do you have? And another one was, who has been more influential to the game of basketball? Dirk, who was one of the first seven-footers to play on the perimeter, opening the doors for international players. Steph Curry, Allen Iverson. I would say Steph Curry, but by his style of play, I think Iverson doesn't get as much credit as he deserves because there was there was more to Iverson than just the way he played. The, the you know sort of the style the the aura of him. But Steph, as far as basketball, absolutely, I think he's been uh, more influential than just about. I mean, you know, Jordan is. I have to put him over to the side because Jordan, you know, with what he's done with marketing, with business, uh, you know, winning everything about him. Uh, but it was just as much off the court as it was on the court with Jordan. Steph on the court, I think, has been more influential than Jordan has, because if you go to a grade school basketball game now, man, I know that there was the commercial. You want to be like Mike. Well, nobody could be like Mike. You feel like you could be like Steph Curry. You can't, but you do feel like you have that opportunity, whereas you can't be like Mike. So I would say Steph Curry. I don't know if we've come up with a poll question. Yes, Paulie. I have a poll question. Okay. Okay. Which of the following athletes plays their sport this season or next season? Kind of in the near future. Okay. It's an interesting list of people who are not playing. Okay. Antonio Brown, Zion Williamson, Kyrie Irving, and I'm quoting, including home games, fully playing. Okay. Ben Simmons, who is, for some reason, still not playing his sport, and Deshaun Watson, who is, for some reason, not playing his sport, even though they're all eligible to play. Zion's injured. Otherwise, it's not injury-related. Antonio Brown's not going to play again for a few months next year. Zion, I don't think, plays this year. Chris Mann is going to join us coming up top of the hour. I want to talk to him about Zion and Kyrie and Ben Simmons. 
Um, Kyrie with home games. I think that could happen. Ben Simmons is going to play this year. Deshaun Watson is not going to play until the start of next season. I would, I would probably go, I don't think Zion's going to play. Antonio Brown's not. Ben Simmons probably as we get closer to the trade deadline. So it's Kyrie, home games, and Ben Simmons. I, I'm going to lean towards Kyrie. I, I think Kyrie being back with his teammates, and then you sort of get that momentum that, you know, I want to join you guys. That, yes, we do have something special here. Yes, we can win a championship here. I could see Kyrie just saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to go in and get vaccinated. Yeah, Paul. When you look at this list, it's a truckload of young, big stars not playing their sports and not necessarily injuries for different reasons. But Ben Simmons, you know, he's one of those household name guys. Deshaun Watson was the young quarterback. Yeah. And for various reasons, they're just scratches. Well, he's going to get a chance. It's just it comes down to settling those civil suits. Uh, Raymond in New York. Ray, what's on your mind today? What's on my mind is uh, Aaron Rodgers, your boy there. I'm glad he's fighting back a little bit. He's always been like the most well thought out, reason calm man. He's been on your show many times, yeah. well, a couple of times, and um, he's been a great guest. Plus, he did Jeopardy like you did, um, and he, he's he's a lot like you actually. And he's uh, <laughs> I don't want to call you arrogant, but I'm talking Aaron Rodgers. He, he's arrogant, but he wears it well because he's almost always right. And I don't. And you said something earlier that kind of piqued my curiosity. But um, before I get to that, just real quick, sorry. Uh, he he didn't deceive the media with with the vaccination thing. I don't think. Just my humble opinion. Okay. He just he outfoxed them. Okay. Um, you know, and and, and um, he said, you know, I'm immunized, but but I don't judge anyone that's not like, you know. And, and, but then he got kind of caught with it. But he he got suspended. He got fined, and he's been the best player, and he's in that future. And you did it after you left ESPN too. Um, but I. I I'm not even a Packers fan or whatever, but I, I, I do like Aaron Rodgers. And I like that he fought. Who says this? Russell Wilson doesn't say these things. Tom Brady, not even. None of the other quarterbacks going on, go on another show and say, ah, that guy's a bomb, whatever. I don't care what he says. I know what I'm doing. He's an incredibly confident, wonderful person, and he's always defending himself. And so i like to get your thoughts on that. All right. Well, thank you, Raymond. Raymond was riffing there. Yeah, Paul. He should mix in a comma or a period yeah, once in a while. Yeah, he should take a breath. If, if Fritzy ever sticks out for a week, we have him fill in. <laughs> yes, Paul. Or uh, Fritzy. I don't know. Outfoxing. You could outfox someone by throwing long on 31. <laughs> I don't know if you're outfoxing during a pandemic. Is That's the best yeah. time to try to outfox someone. You know what? He wasn't forthcoming. That's what it was. Um, you know, it was semantics there. He was deceptive in what he was saying. He was trying to outsmart people. Did the Packers know? Yes. If the Packers were okay with it. I, and, you know, if he lied to the media or deceived the media, all right, we'll live. But you know the media collectively does oh, not I being know. lied oh, to I know. by those pesky athletes. I know. <laughs> That's, I, I have other things to worry about if Aaron Rodgers deceives me. He's the best. He's the MVP this year. I don't, I don't have any problem with it. I, deci- I decided in July that he's the MVP. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to be the opposite of Hub Arkish. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, yeah, I knew back in July he'd be the MVP. <laughs> Whew. We crammed a lot in that first hour. Now we got Chris Mannix. Voted least valuable guest. Again, 
fifth consecutive year. We'll talk about Kyrie, Zion, and are the Lakers going to be trading for anybody at the deadline? That's coming up. One more item. We close out our one DP show, Ultimate Camping Rig Sweepstakes, and you can win a tricked-out, beautiful Mercedes-Benz Sprinter Mode 4x4 by Storyteller Overland. It's free to enter. You don't have to do anything. Just enter, and you got a chance to win. We gave away one of these last year. Go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com and get official rules for a chance to win this amazing Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You expect the best when it comes to Mercedes-Benz. Expect innovative safety features, crosswind assist, blind spot assist. Expect performance and reliability with an MBUX voice command system, five-star dealer network, and it's available with a gas engine. Totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter van. You can go off-road. You can visit the 423 national park sites if you'd like to. You can have this van. Go to danpatrick.com or foxsportsradio.com by February 2nd. Your dream is waiting. Some equipment described as optional. 